Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Batwoman and Swamp Thing have new trailers. Trailers. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Batman! Batman! Will somebody tell me what kind of a world we live in when a man dressed up as a bat gets all of my press? This town needs an enema! Today on DC Movie News! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's DC Movie News. People say we're not the real crew, but we're this crew. This crew for you, we're their new crew. DC Movie News crew. Yeah. Hey, that's great, guys. Welcome. That's our new intro. We're working on it. New intro song. You've... Seen this lineup before? Welcome to DC Movie News. This is like we said, we're kind of like the we're like the side group. I don't know what DC mission like. We're like we're like the Doom Patrol. We are like the Doom. We're Patrol. like the Young Justice. <laughs> oh, are we the Young Justice? Yes. It's my so, birthday. I'm the old Justice. In the chat roll, I'd like to know this particular DC Movie News lineup that you've seen before. Myself, the birthday girl, Hi. Elena Jordan, right here. She's your Batwoman for the day. Happy birthday! Thank you. Happy Bat Day. Happy Bat Day. What That's a pretty gift, much what it what is. Gift yeah. you got. So, Elena, I know you're super excited to be here today because on your birthday, you get to tell everybody else where they can stick their Batman opinions because it's your birthday. It is. <laughs> and I can straight up say, suck it, hater. Okay, okay, but we don't know. We don't know. Um, <laughs> we do. And of course, the other member of this side squad, this uh, alternate DC movie news team, you've seen him all over the place. In the world of comedy, Collider, Schmodowns, everywhere. He might even be bouncing at a club. I don't know. <laughs> he is your resident supervillain, Mr. J. Washington. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, he even takes the rest of his own introduction. <laughs> like only a supervillain can take it out of your mouth and give it in my own I'm Adam Gertler. So, yeah, so if you want to help us out, come up with a name for uh, a DC analogous team for this particular lineup. No Roxy. Somebody, no in, the, somebody in the chat just Ivan Soto says the JLA West Coast. That's really funny because <laughs> we were talking. Ivan Soto, you're so right there because we were making the Avengers West Coast joke right before we yeah. started. And uh, and then you you got it right away. So that's what we are. I love it. Or Great Lakes Avengers or Doom Patrol. Sure. <laughs> Right, yeah, something a little kooky. I just want to have Brendan Fraser voice me if we're the Doom Patrol. Oh, I just want Brendan Fraser to narrate my life. Just narrate my life. Just, just like, like he does Robot Man. He really does a really like an idiot. great job on that <laughs> show. <laughs> Was that your Brendan Fraser? That's even because I didn't say the words, you know. Yeah. All these, are you? <laughs> it wasn't even me! Yeah, he's very... It's not my fault! It's not my fault. He does. It he, was the rat in my brain. He does a lot of uh, you know acting on the show, like a guy who can't emote physically. He's very I mean, good. He's but great. The guy who's in the suit, I can't remember. I think it's Matthew Zuck who's yeah. in the suit. He does Fresh great. The acting, and then Brendan Fraser just happened to be in the booth watching it, going, "I love it. it it's a same perfect combination." Larry. Yeah, like uh, two different no, characters he's in, in the it. same no. show. That, well, no, that's him. That's Bomber in the in the no. thing. If you so. look at the credits, it's not him. He's that that that, no, no, like, no. How good? No, no. It's only when it's his face. How good is that? What uh, a shout out that you literally thought it was the same person. Yeah. That's how good the acting That's is. Dope. That's Guys, dope. Guys, it seems like you're getting, we're veering into TV time oh, a little bit. And just because Sorry. Roxy's not here does not mean on my watch. I feel like I can't let you guys do that. I feel like I have to be the parent a little bit. We would, we, we're sorry, Pop. So that's a little preview First, we're going to talk about something. So I uh, went to the it's movies yesterday, no Vista Theater near me, to see this little Avengers Endgame for the third time with some friends. I walk out, and there's a little bit of news dropped. Yeah. And it's just a little tiny bit. It's a little tiny bit of news. So I guess we have dueling reports here, but pretty much it's either 
very near to happening or about to be signed or he's the absolute front runner but it looks like Edward your sparkly vampire from yes. Twilight might be the next person to turn into a bat and i think it's going to be a good time uh, that's a joke yeah. to anybody who's actually seen Good Time, yeah. which he's very good in. So he's very good shut at it. up okay. and stop talking about Twilight. Well, so well, listen, Elena, you know what? Maybe before <laughs> I, I, I understand you're you know at the end of the time, but maybe people are supporting this. You know, like maybe people are on board for this. You don't know. Uh, what, what, what do you think? Well, first of all, I, I can already tell you're a fan of this casting. I am 100% a fan. I have had so many people respond saying all the reasons that they think that I am an idiot for supporting it. And because, again, it's my birthday, I'm going to say, suck it. The main thing that most people have said is because he's 33, he's too young to play Batman. And people Michael don't, Keaton was 30 freaking 7. People said the same thing about him. I'll, I'll cut off with that one little thing. They've already said that Matt Reeves' Batman is going to be a younger Batman. Exactly. And it makes sense because if he leaves at 18, young. he spends 15 years training. Yeah. As it's, in the comics, gonna be he's no- exactly 33. He's perfect for the age. Which is the same age that Kal-El is, too, when he becomes Superman. Exactly. 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 Um, and so- the big thing, did you guys ever see Cosmopolis? Uh, <laughs> it's hard to say. Cosmopolis. No. No, what is Cosmopolis? It's an amazing movie he was in in 2012. It is basically, it's been said that, like, it's a Cronenberg movie. So it's phenomenal anyway. But he's so good in it that most people are saying that his portrayal in it is basically like the the turning point of his career. And this was in 2012. And since then, he's been getting like really, really good meaty roles. He's yeah. been like a yeah. damsel. He was hilarious. He's played like really, really tormented characters. And the fact that he's able to transition between the lightheartedness into the really emotionally driving moments, mm-hmm. I think is going to make him perfect. I think we need to stop just focusing, we, I say, as fandoms, people in general, the internet, stop focusing just on Twilight. Yes, it's nice to make the Twilight joke. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what he's known for. He's also known as being Cedric Diggory in Harry Potter films. Mm-hmm. But yep. but his his IMDb, his credits, his filmography goes deep. So there must be something in this man right here as an actor that not only Matt Reeves, Warner Brothers, and the casting department saw that said he can portray what they want out of this script. Watch Good Time and then tell me you don't think he's going to be good, honestly. Like, and, what What? Um, yeah. Dog Day Afternoon was for Al Pacino? Yeah. Good Time is for Robert Pattinson. Because also, remember, we people were mad about Michael Keaton back in the day. People were highly pissed. Because oh, yeah. he was a comic actor. Right. He was, he was, a, he was a stand-up comic. Certainly not an action guy. He was a stand-up yeah. comic. And, and people, he said he was too young. That was the big thing. He's 37 I never and heard, he's too young. I never heard that he was too young. I, I gotta say, I've never heard that, but there was plenty of other... Um, uh, plenty of other backlash at the time. It was just about the fact he's Mr. Mom. He's yeah, yeah. you know uh, these this comedy actor films. You know he was Beetlejuice. Uh, you know like but not, and also let's not forget how people lost their minds when Heath Ledger got cast as the Joker. Everybody was like the guy from Ten Things I hate about you. Yeah. This dude Brokeback Mountain and then all of a sudden gave us one of the most epic portrayals of the Joker we've I, ever I, seen. I gotta say that our chat role. Almost unanimously, I've been watching it. Is not really against this choice. Yay! Some people were saying that uh, they prefer Nicholas Holt. I saw a couple people. Um, I, I saw Battinson. Now gone is Batfleck. Now we're in the Battinson I call age. Him vampire Batman. Vampire. I think a lot of. I think that's where you're going to get some flack. People seem to be. Um, it's a vampire bat. Um, People seem to be shying away not just from the uh, Twilight reference, but people complaining about Twilight. There's a whole thing. Like, listen, you can't get away from the fact that this is an actor who came to not just prominence, but he became an overnight sensation because of the hype that was the Twilight. Mm -hmm. And as big and strong as Twilight came on, that's how harsh the backlash was. We did every one of those movies on FX Movie Download. I had to do a deep dive. I think those movies took everything cool away from vampires... That but are about vampires. This is the thing. They were never expecting that low-budget film, the very first one, to take off the way nope. that it did. So it was made with the idea that it was well, going to be seen well, by a very limited audience. The stakes weren't that high. Let's do this. At the end of the day, we can argue about casting decisions, whether we like it or not. None of this matters until mm-hmm. we see the 
actual movie and not even a trailer, yeah. the movie. Because we've talked about that from DC castings to Marvel castings. Everybody has an opinion on when someone's announced for a certain thing. And none of it matters at all, no matter who it comes from. Whether it's us on the desk, other pundits, no matter what. It doesn't matter until yeah. we see the film. And it's all about what the director saw. Exactly. And yet there's already a petition. Yes, there is already oh, a petition. Yes. That somebody just brought it up in the chat roll that there is a petition. Say- yeah. Because of that, I have a little something for you guys. It is something my in honor of the petition. Yes, of the petition. Are we signing a petition an against F-U the petition? To everyone who signed the petition for my birthday. Normally, I do have lovely cupcake. Here. Okay, guys. Okay. So, so what we'll do is we'll have Ryan carve out this little piece of the show, and then we'd ask you guys, if you're listening to this, to please retweet this. Uh, at all the people putting out the petition, is this fair of me to say, Elena? Yes. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna carve out this. I have no idea what's going on right now. Elena is off the rails. We're the West Coast JLA. We have no idea what's going on. There seems to be bottles and potions. This looks more yeah. like the Swamp Thing trailer than anything related to a Batman petition. I see. There's an energy drink, a cupcake. There's four erasers, a paperclip. Uh, a little bit of I. Um, okay, yes. So this is the drink in honor of my birthday that I call the Robert Pattinson. Oh my goodness! So you start oh. first with a jar of fanboy tears. Oh, salty, salty fanboy tears. Pour those salty, salty fanboy tears in. Oh, so salty. Then you take a little dark Weird. night dark liquor. Okay. Mm. Pour that in right there. Oh yeah, dark so night, the dark tears liquor. Are mixing the tears with mixing the... with the liquor, and then dark liquor. Here's here's the best part, and this also shout out because a fan actually sent me this when I went okay. off on how I think that edible glitter should be more prominent. Oh my god! Sent me a it. jar of edible glitter. So. <laughs> In honor of Twilight, oh. <laughs> here is a little bit, a little sprinkle of underestimation. Wow. Tossed right in. Let's stir that up. Oh, what a sparkly, sparkly, beautiful beverage. Oh, it glitters. It glitters in the sunlight. I'm not going to make it. Are you ready? Oh, that's fantastic. Here you go, oh, gentlemen, thank gentlemen. you. Here you go. It here you go. It's oh, because it's it is. It's quite Guys, strong. So this, it's again, like the opinions so on Batman. Please, quite strong. Please oh. retweet this to uh, all the haters out there. Anyone that thinks that they know better than Matt Reeves oh. and Warner Brothers Bro- because of all the movies and scripts that they've made. Oh in honor Cheers. of Elena and Elena's birthday. Cheers. The mm. Robert Pattinson. Suck it, haters. Oh, it tastes delicious. It tastes just like Batman. Mm, that is really good. That's good. All right, let's keep this. Let's keep this thing going. Right. I'll put my Swamp Thing potions away now. Okay. So, okay, so here's another question I wanted to ask you guys. Um, just about the Batman film in general. Mm-hmm. Um, assuming that it will be Pattinson. Assuming that it's Matt Reeves' idea for a more noir-driven film. Uh, compared with like the recent successes of these sort of big, bombastic films that we've seen, like an Aquaman... Um, it sounds like this will be a smaller in scale film. I mean, by no means it's going to be a small budget. I'm sure it's going to be over a $120 million budget. Matt Reeves just made huge budget films with apes. Yeah. But do you think a more detective, more cerebral Batman that is not the hulking superhero Batman, which is the Affleck, but making him more human, do you think that could have less or more global appeal? I think more. And I'll tell you why. Wow. Pe- People have been asking for this type of Batman for the longest. We've we've seen Batman do what we know what he does with the gadgets. We know about his fighting styles. The closest we got was Michael Keaton in the 89 Batman and a little bit of Affleck in mm-hmm. BVS. Just a little bit. We want to see Batman be what he, he's the world's greatest detective. Yes. And he needs to but be there. Do you think that will translate like globally where it's like it's not like bombast? It's still Batman. This is the thing though. It's the same thing people were saying about the new Joker. Is mm-hmm. if it's going to be more character driven, is that going to be not superhero enough? The reason that I think people connect so much to superheroes, and I mean this is just my own personal philosophy, isn't necessarily because of the big explosions, the yeah, exactly. super villains, super right. or villains, yeah. and villains. Sure. Isn't because of the big explosions necessarily the fight sequences are definitely enjoyable Mm -hmm. but it's the connection that you feel of I feel a connection to a character that is able to accomplish things that I wish that I could but within the parameters of the world I live in cannot so this fantastical version 
if it then translates into here are the deep emotional connections that are going to resonate with you, how could that not have more of an impact? Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. What do you guys think in the chat world? Do you think a Batman that is more, um, more driven uh, internally and less bombastic could have more or less global appeal? I will say Every I don't. Every time you say bombastic, I want to say yeah. bombastic. Mr. Bombastic, simply fantastic, romantic. Happy birthday um, to me. Yeah. I don't know how that just happened. Whoa. I just had a... And I just jumped into Swiss. I think that was the Robert Pattinson drink. I don't even know what song that was. Uh, anyway. Shaggy, Mr. Bombastic. Oh, thank you. Good. I'll look that up. Shaggy? Um, it wasn't me. Well, it, it's funny you say because the Joker movie, it's a smaller budget. I don't think the Joker's going to do huge international. I really don't. I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think it's set up for that. And I'm just wondering with the with with the, with Batman. But, uh, you know, listen, but, I, you're right. It's Batman. But I guess I'm a little gun shy having seen, like, I still don't know how J- Justice League made as little money well, as it I did think what it is. I think what it is when we're, we're when we're talking about the box office, we also have to remember what Warner Brothers is trying to do. So they're not making every one of these films be this epic scale of action and, and thunder and lightning mm-hmm. and everything. Everyone's going to have its different tone because we don't have an interconnected DCEU anymore as of now. So when you get this noir film, it's going to get those people who want to see cinema, in a sense. You want to see what Bruce Wayne can do when he has these clues he's putting together to figure out who it is. It'd be nice when we find out who the villain is going to be, for sure. I think it's going to be Penguin. But to see all of this together, yeah, the international market may not drive to it as much. Yeah. But the reviews as a whole will probably push this up. Well, some people in the chat roll, we got Zeno Hour saying China wants big budget spectacles, which this is, is true. true. That's true. And, and, and didn't like their their biggest movie this year just drop on Netflix and it's some kind of crazy global earth planet movie. Mm. I haven't I haven't seen it, but like yeah, apparently their biggest blockbuster is like really hard to follow and watch for an American audience, but it just dropped here. But yeah, there is big and some other people are saying less bombastic movie has less global appeal. Um but I I guess yeah, it's uh it's but my favorite exciting. parts of The Dark Knight weren't the action sequences. No, I know what you're you know? saying, I'm, so, but I'm not. I'm not. I, I, like I, I know what you're going I'm to. Saying, I get what you're saying, but I'm saying yeah. I feel like the review, like it's going to be underrated for the reason that people right. say it doesn't have these big, like Avengers esque action right. sequences. But I think that it's under, kind of underestimating the audience and the power of word of mouth. I hope so. I hope that's true because this is. Make no mistake, this is the kind of Batman movie I want at this stage in my life, having seen all the ones that we've yeah. had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's I think it's going to be the best, and I think Robert Pattinson is going to be the best, and I think that because Matt Reeves is picking it. Like they, they, they didn't, they don't, you know, it's it's not like a, a, a an easy choice to pick a Batman. Not There's at a all. lot of things they go through, and they've done it a couple of times. And Matt Reeves is not an idiot, like, and and, he, and he's perfect age wise. Don't get that. I'm like, he knows what he's a doing. A 33 year old Robert Pattinson who still has kind of a youngish look means that if you if it does work and you do want to make more with him, this could be your Batman for another. Trilogy or more or something like that. There's a lot of potential. Mm -hmm. And don't fool yourself into thinking that they're they're, they're thinking like, yeah, we're just going to do one and be done with it. Like Matt Reeves got the job already two years ago for a movie that's coming out in 2021. That's five years of the guy's life. Mm -hmm. My favorite headline about any of it is grown men still furious about decade old movie directed at teen girls. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's That's basically what this is. That is what this is. That was a different movie. It was a decade ago, and it totally. wasn't made for you. So. I agree, and yeah, and I, 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 honestly, I think people are mostly over that. They just don't see it, but they will. Let's move on, guys, because we do have some other things to talk about. Um, James Gunn. Um, James Gunn finally came out and really talked about the firing and rehiring in an absolutely fascinating deadline article. I mean, the guy—if you listen to him on Twitter, it is all there. He is. Born naked. I don't know. Um, I just want to ask you guys if you've read the article. What are some of your highlights, your takeaways, and how that relates to his Suicide Squad project? I'm even more excited now because I feel like, as we all kind of anticipate, or how we, I think a lot of us saw this as a, an extreme reaction done in a not very well thought through way. Meaning the firing, the firing, right? And then him being rehired was kind of an affirmation for everybody who was saying, okay. You're taking what we're saying and you're not applying it in the correct way. So Mm -hmm. I feel like more than anything, one, this is going to lead to what I think is going to be a very good movie and a 
hopefully kind of a redemption. Um, but even more importantly, the cultural implications that it has, I think, are huge. Because it's saying, look, this isn't a witch hunt. You need to go after the people that you need to go after. You don't need to say blanket statement, men are bad. If you did something, whenever ago, mm-hmm. be scared. Know that you're going to be attacked for it. That's not what anybody is trying to come across. Yeah. That's not what anybody's trying to say. So I think that this has an even greater impact than just entertainment. And why this whole situation has been brought to light I, the way that it's been done, mm-hmm. I think that is going to shine a brand new light on the way that people see a lot of this just from an industry standpoint. And right. also being, like I said, being that open, mm-hmm. being that raw. Because everybody was like, oh, well, James, because people jumped the gun so many times, no <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> You're next like, to Elaine and Jordan, that rubs <laughs> off. But yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. were like, oh, well, if he tweeted this, then he means this in real life, and he means that. And it's like, no, this this is the humor he has. There are a lot of people with a sick, twisted sense of humor. Let's yeah. just, as a stand-up comedian, sure. I know this. And everybody was like, oh, well, if he has these tweets, then how, you know, how does he feel about blah, blah, blah. And you had to tell everybody, look, when Marvel and Disney hired him originally to do Guardians 1, these were already brought mm-hmm. up. Yeah. This was nothing new. For him to sit there and say, hey, look, this is exactly how I felt. I felt like my mar- I lost a marriage when I had to go back and talk to Feige and them. And he compared it to his actual marriage. His yeah. actual yeah. marriage breaking up, and he's like, I had to go through this feeling again. And so for somebody to sit down and be willing to be that raw and that open, I mean, suicide it was too. Horn, Alan Horn. Alan Horn, yeah, right. Horn and Feige, the head of the head of Disney and the head of Marvel mm-hmm. Studios, and to sit there and be raw. No matter what, we already knew when you said James Gunn was doing Suicide Squad too. You knew it would be good because of what he did with the Guardians. You are he took a ragtag group that nobody cared about, and I don't care who anybody mm-hmm. is. If you tell me you loved all of the Guardians of the Galaxy growing up, you're yeah. a low face line. Yeah. It's maybe seventeen people total. Yeah, and just like the and suicide, a different team. I had and a, and a tree in my team. backyard. Yeah, but you, he wasn't named group. <laughs> But it's the same thing when it comes to the Suicide Squad. We saw the first one. We yeah. were like, I had such high hopes for it. Huh? Mm-hmm. And then now you hear James Gunn has it, and he has a successful track record. Yeah. And so you're like, this is going to be great. Then you hear the casting announcements. You're like, I am all the way in for this. Yeah. All we have left is to possibly see a trailer, which we may get at Comic-Con, and then more. And let's move on. Yeah. Um, well, they have they haven't really started shooting yet, so I think some a trailer at Comic Con might be. But, but, I but get I guess, a teaser. Give me a teaser. Or anything. They, they did do that crazy thing for Guardians years ago. They were famous for that very early quick shot of like yep. rocket and all that. So yep. so maybe something in that vein. I will just say if you haven't read the article, you really got to read it. He talks about the emotional roller coaster he went to, and you'd be shocked to hear that as we were hearing rumors about him getting hired, rehired. He was hearing the same rumors in the same way. He was not any more inside than we were, and he was avoiding the news. Um, and he did say that, you know, once Jason Blum tweeted out that I would hire James Gunn right now, studios started to come to him right away. So he knew he was going to be okay. But what he did say was that he had the meeting with DC, with Warner Brothers, and he said that the writing of that script, the Suicide Squad script, came the easiest, and he had so much fun with it. And I'm inferring a little bit here, but maybe in the raw emotional place that he was in... To write a bunch of villains, maybe that was a good place for him to be in. And he said he had more fun writing that script than any other since Dawn of the Dead. I believe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So since he did. Dawn of the Dead, which is amazing. And it doesn't, and it doesn't take away. You got to reference this too. It doesn't take away from what he's written with Guardians One and Two. It's just that there's more more, yeah. more motivation and passion behind him and now when he wrote this of the one. Story is don't fire the yes. gun. Let the gun shoot. Sorry. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Let that gun shoot. Um, as we were talking about the exciting casting, we, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that one casting that we were very excited about last week. Looks like it might not be happening, guys. So, um, In other words, we made a rooker mistake. We made a rooker move. <laughs> Uh, birthday girl and uh, started report. We were just really psyched about King Shark, and it seemed, you know, yes, there's always rumors. We were we talk mostly about rumors here, but that seemed like, of course, it's going to happen because he uses him in every movie. This King I, Shark I, news, but you know what? And given the fact who reported it originally, and we all jumped on it, myself included. 
I, but I still believe there's some t- there's some truth to him. Do you being think a part it's of. definitely done, or do you think? No, I think he's in it, but I don't think he's King Shark. Okay, because that's what. See, remember the rumor had been debunked that Rooker is playing King Shark. It's not that he's not in it. It's at all. not that he's not in it at all. Is that not what he's come he back didn't and said? Say, yeah, he did not say that he's not in it at all. And said, we would assume that he is because, again, talking about the firing, he was one of the first people to be like, "James Gunn is a genius. Y'all are dumb." Let me be honest. Every movie, damn near James Gunn is done. Michael Rooker has been in. Yeah. People forget about the Belco experiment, which Gunn was a producer on, made sure Rooker had a role in it. Mm -hmm. So I believe Rooker is in the Suicide Squad. He's probably not King Shark. But if he's King Shark, God knows I would love it. He's in the thing, just not the king. He's just not the king. That's all it is. Um, some people in the chat role, not to not to uh, to get ahead of us. Some people are reporting that they're hearing of a Man of Steel two announcement at San Diego Comic Con. If anybody in the Ooh. chat role has a good source for that, or or you know a source for that rumor, I mean that would be exciting. <laughs> I mean I don't think we. Should, I, do I'd love to I'd love to see that because sometimes we're doing the show and stuff breaks. So these guys are out there; they're on twelve different devices. I don't know. My only issue would be what we need to know is Cavill still attached first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Or we find going? out then. Yeah, you yeah. said because well, there's so much behind it. If it's Man of Steel 2, 100%, it's Cavill. It's got to be, yeah, because yeah, he's been wanting it. Yeah, that's the truth. Because that's Man there's a new franchise in it. It would be yeah, something else. Yeah, it wouldn't be a sequel. It wouldn't be a sequel. I, I, I still think that sounds crazy, and I, I don't think that's happening, but prove me wrong. Um, so, yeah, so, okay, well, I, guys, i got to say, if, if it's true that Michael Rooker is in the movie and not King Shark, I'm just as excited. It's a lateral move for me. I don't care. Because we were excited about the actor, not the character He's the as perfect much. guy for this movie. Listen he should this. have been in the first listen, one. Listen Why did they cast him in the first movie? Because he was in Guardians. Uh, oh, that's <laughs> and James Gunn he wasn't was, the one was, doing the casting. So look, you potentially have Michael Rooker, <laughs> Idris Elba, Damien Dashmalan. You have you pronounce his last name. Dalmatian. Dalmatian. If he's going to be Polka Dot Man. Yep, if he's going to be Polka Dot Man, Dalmatian. <laughs> you have John Cena. No, we're never have, getting him on the show. Thank you, guys. You've ruined it <laughs> for all He knows we try, a lot of people struggle trying to say his last David name. David Dalmatian. That's Malchin. Okay, there we go. Now put it on a repeat for me so I never got to say it again. <laughs> but you have him, you have uh, Daniela Melkor, and this, this is a nice lineup we have already for members of the Suicide Squad with Margot Robbie returning, with Jai Courtney coming back, with Joel Kinnaman coming back, and Viola Davis coming back. So just hearing that alone is like, yo, make this happen. This is what is so dope about that. As long as Amanda Baller's on it, I'm here. That's all I need. Uh, Zeno Hour says, Jay Washington, I'll believe Michael Rooker not being in a James Gunn movie when I see it. Exactly. He's in the movie. He's in the movie. (laughs) He's in the movie. Uh, He's going to be the only one that shows up at Comic-Con. The whole trailer is going to be just his Um, face. So that's exciting. I hope we we get (laughs) it. With the Yondu Gull, too. (laughs) I hope we get a cast. I hope the cast of Suicide Squad comes out, and then I hope Robert Pattinson like comes down and like they do little. Pop- I mean, it's, like a bat. <laughs> you want her to swoop in? Once again, uh, it looks like Comic Con is really DC's to lose. Although Marvel could bring a lot too if Marvel decides to do some kind of cool announcement. It could be a glorious Hall H Saturday this year. We're definitely shaping up for it. Um, someone, uh, another big director, was uh, talking a guy named Peter Jackson, and he said that he turned in Aquaman twice. Turned it down. Didn't like it. <laughs> Didn't want a bit of a uh, bit of too much water, I thought. Um, bit wet for me, um, so uh, I didn't. I didn't do it. No apes. No apes. No apes. No hobbits. I, I haven't directed a big film without hobbits in a long time. I don't like They're superheroes. Like Andy Circus is probably not going to be in it. <laughs> no need. Uh, would you guys have liked to have yeah. seen an Aquaman directed by Peter Jackson? James Wan killed it. So uh, I'm like, I'm afraid of what an Aquaman with Peter Jackson. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just that I know what I got with James Wan and I know what was built up, but I also know what the Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit, and even Mortal Engines, for lack of better words, all look like. And I'm like, if I'd have got that with Aquaman, I probably would have been upset personally. And honestly, if somebody turned something down once, I don't want them making it. I don't want them to go back in and fight. If you're not passionate about it, then it's going to show on screen. James Wan from the beginning was like, look, I'm going to make this cool i'm excited about this and was tweeting and was instagramming everything from the beginning if you have somebody who's reluctantly forced into directing something that they don't care about it's not going to be a good movie never forget james wan was at the premiere of justice league was like hey don't worry there will be no air bubble that lets you know he lets you know how much he was (laughs) invested in this project and I don't know if we would have gotten that so much from Peter Jackson no I guess you're right I don't know that Peter Jackson would have been as uh, enthusiastic and James Wan really like Took it, took it on his own. Yes, he did. 
Um, so that's just interesting to hear about, like, you know, projects that could have happened. Uh, another, um, could have been, should have been, you know, uh, the Russo brothers, obviously, they've never left the news cycle. Uh, it's Endgame, right? The Endgame news is, is crazy. Like, how much has been written about Endgame? So I guess, uh, in talking to Russo about his past, uh, Joe Russo, one of the directors of Endgame, in his past about comics, he talked about what DC film he'd like to direct. And what do you think he said? Basically, we asked him, what's your Endgame? Yeah, exactly. What's your... <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it is his Endgame, but... Uh, um, I, yeah, I, I don't... It sounds like they're launching their own company. They're, they've brought over Marcus and Mel, McFeely, like... Um, they did? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, Because so, they got the new movie with uh, Chadwick Boseman starring in it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're about to start doing their own thing, so it'll really be interesting to see what those people can do outside of the Marvel umbrella. You know, like, to have success when you've got that property there is great. But what can you do outside of it when you don't have that IP is going to be really interesting. But I think it's interesting, too, because it's people want to make this huge division between DC and Marvel. But at the root of it, what makes a successful superhero movie is you connecting to these people and the way that the story is told in a way that is both exciting and emotionally impactful, and they are so good at making those movies. Which is why, are you surprised that they picked what they picked? Or he picked what he picked? No, here's why you know, this is how you know there is no more divide between these companies. James Gunn, plain and simple. That man is at one time simultaneously directing two big franchises, one for each. He's doing a team-up for Marvel, a team-up for Disney. Yeah. Um, I will say, yeah, James Gunn played this whole thing perfectly Uh from the very get-go. By not lashing out on Twitter, by not opening his mouth, by keeping shtum... And now who's on top of the world? He's guy. He's going one to one, Mar- DC to Marvel, Marvel to DC, back to Marvel, uh, and, and like like and only John Romita Jr. can do. And it's like, a, it's a win for both companies. Yeah, it is a win for both and for fans. It's a win for everybody. But yeah, with yeah. Russo, who he wants to direct, I was like, done, done. Oh, <laughs> and with Russo, who he wants to direct, I'm like, are you? No, we already got the director. Yeah. Because he wants to direct Batman. I'm of like, Batman. I, I can trust you, especially what he did with uh, Winter Soldier. Him and his brother. I'm like, I could see Batman that way, but can I let Matt Reeves have this one this right is now? The thing is, I feel like them saying this now, Batman as a character, they will continue to do for forever. Sure. So I don't think that it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's not that I don't think it's going to be anytime soon, but I think that. You know, they'll probably continue to do... Well, I I would love to see it, just because of the Marvel movies, they've directed the best ones, in my Mm. opinion, Mm. and they really create the sensation of reading a comic, like the best splash page feeling. That's the the only time it's really been translated to a movie like that for me is some of the scenes that the Russos have been able to put up there. And you're right. It's because they established the heart and the character and the little beats so that when you see the explodey boomy thing Mm -hmm. it resonates bombastic when you see the bombast it resonates I wish there was I wish there was more of it in Aquaman I will say I get what Aquaman was it was a big spectacle but I actually haven't gone back to it too many times it was a little wet for you um or it didn't make me wet I don't know one way or the other you know uh, but uh, I was you know that's the real truth like how often do you go back to that film when like nobody's watching right yeah I just saw Endgame for the third time, and it was like like nothing. I saw a three-hour movie for the third time. If you can do that, yeah, you're, you're a good storyteller. And uh, find new things each time. Yeah. And cry. Yeah. Oh, and I will, I've cried every time I've seen it. And I, I will... I this person in the chat about this one. What's that? They said in the chat, it's, it's a TV time question, and it just caught oh. up on my eye. Oh. said... It just says, so where was Black Lightning in the crisis poster? I will answer that for you oh, when we get okay. to it. We're getting there. A We're getting teaser. there. Um, Clooney actually warned Affleck not to play Batman. Shut up, Clooney. But, you know, think about That's it. That's because you were in the worst Batman movie in history. But look what it did to it. Now, listen, Clooney's fine. He's richer than God. But did this, I think it affected his movie career. Like, he didn't. He was, like, on the rise to being, like, that top tier, and then, like, he really was kind of, like, associated with, like, dog poop for a while. Yeah, but at the same time, Affleck technically didn't need it. He had already won the Oscar for Argo. He was already doing well, so there was no trajectory he had to take off course. He's still been doing well. Affleck's problem was he didn't want to commit to the schedule like they wanted him to. He still wanted to do his own pet projects. Remember, he was pissed people didn't go see Live by Night. Live by Night, I think, is what was more damaging for him yeah, than anything else. Yeah, it was people that wanted to go see Live by Night. I saw it. 
It was fine. I was there when they filmed it. They filmed on the Universal lot. I watched them do all these it big was, explosions. Listen, I watched them spend. He was all just this mad. Money. He was mad. He couldn't put more good. into that. It wasn't a great movie. It didn't have great pacing. It was just like the script was the problem, and that's yeah. what it, it like. What it keeps coming back to is like your Batman. No matter how big a, an explosion you have, if you don't have an emotional connection to him, it's going to be a problem. And you can't take this role on because one of the things was he took it on because he said when he decided to take it, he wanted to be the DC equivalent to what Robert Downey Jr. was to the MCU. Warner Brothers was like, fine, you can do this, but do you realize the schedule you're going to need to have? Mm -hmm. He was like, yes, okay. Then the schedule started to happen, and it started impeding on the Live By Nights and these other projects he wanted to do, and then he started complaining. So it's like, don't... I think think a lot of it also had to do with how these films were received. It's like he's giving it the time, and then he's not getting the love back. You're not getting all the... But he's not putting the love into it at at the same point. Well, it was... Both ways. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. once absolutely. BBS started, it was all downhill from there. It was BBS came out, people were divided, a lot of people were negative. It never looked good for Affleck again in the role. It never did. Reluctantly going into a film is always going to make it have less of an emotional yes. resonance. So always. hot in here it is. They're cranking the heat. I feel it is like very yes, hot. we've got some hot very takes. warm. Very warm takes. Like, um, but, you know, it is interesting <laughs> when an actor takes on an iconic role like this. You just you hear the, the, the toxic environment we live in now, the amount of people that always have got to chime in. And it could it could have effects. It could have effects on your psychology, uh, on your career. It's tough. I mean, but Pattinson has done the smart thing. To, to bring it back to Pattinson, the guy has only done, like, these indie projects since Twilight. And has crushed it. And has crushed it. And now mm-hmm. is the time you go, like, hey, guys, I've been honing my I craft. Spent ten years showing yeah. that I'm not just that was the his Batman vamp. Movie. Yeah. It was he did the acting version of the Batman training. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He went exactly. away and trained with Lady Shiva. Yeah. He went literally to outer space. He did he literally go to outer yes, space? Yes, he literally he was a, a freaking he he did it in a full action movie in space. It was yeah. like and yes, he's done so many But I mean films. I think oh honey, I gotta tell you how they make movies. He literally went to space. They filmed it in space. He went and he was like, Sandra Bullock, don't worry, I'll get you. And then dragged her into his ship. And then Star-Lord came by and was like, what up? And they were like, don't shoot the cat. It was a whole real life thing. You either are having trouble with literally or space. One of the two. No, both. Literal space. It's your birthday. It's real. Um, the oh, honey, far uh, just got they, me. They filmed there, in space. There were a few images of George Miller's Justice League Mortal that were some of uh, better looks at the costumes. I don't know if you saw. Do we have the pictures of some of those uh, uh, individual shots, some of those close-ups? I don't know if you can tell, but I don't know, guys. I'm kind of glad this one didn't happen. <laughs> Yo, I'm sitting there looking at this, su- this Superman one. I'm like, okay, so we kind of, it looked like the cross of what was supposed to be in Sup- Nick, uh, Nicholas Cage's Superman. Yeah. yeah. Shouts out to the late, great John Snap. Make sure you check out the death of Superman lives, what happened, because you'll see that suit. Uh, the Batman one, I'm like, no. Big ears. Seriously <laughs> long like ears. like they made this, like, they intentionally were like, what can people cosplay? What can we make that, that can and be that's easily what reproduced? Yeah, this Batman one is literally a cosplay it type It literally suit. looks like it was a, we're making this based on, we'll get, if it's yeah. easy to make, a, people will dress like it, and then that'll be free advertisement for our film. And it's like, make a better suit and people will try harder. Probably better that this didn't happen and he made that Mad Max movie, because uh, people seem to like that one. I I'm obsessed with the Mad um, Max. Also, uh, some cool things that we're kind of glad d- maybe didn't happen. H.R. Giger, famous for <laughs> the designing of the xenomorphs and many other things, and is sort of like gothic, um, sort of uh, um, uh, you know biological meets mechanical kind of designs of his. This is his Batmobile. This his is the Giger. His Zygomobile. <laughs> Man, that is definitely a chromosome. Yeah, man. Uh, that is definitely a chromosome. First of all, the streets of Gotham could not handle that. Looks uh-uh. all alien. That looks like something you would find in the ocean. That like looks like something you'd find that. Cr- like... Yep, or cr- climbs on a tree. Jesus <laughs> Christ! It looks like a plant in the ocean. Wow. That looks like a bunch of worms had a baby. You know what? This this is what they saw when they looked into the telescope and the Swamp Thing trailer. <laughs> like this is what they saw. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, it's a cool looking the thing. Telescope? But I, it, it ain't no Batmobile. No that is that is a spaceship. That is a spaceship. What? What did you say? I missed. It. I accidentally said telescope, and you guys were like, "Yeah, Swamp Thing." They were looking at a telescope. Oh. Because that's oh, no, yeah, no, my, I totally. You're a microscope. Yeah. Who knows space? Sorry. Anyway, yes, that is a microscopic 
creep. That shouldn't be anything that's considered a vehicle. I don't think anybody should be like, oh my god, I want that. And be like, yeah, you do, but not in a Batman film. You know who I want to see make a friggin' Batmobile? Um... Uh, oh my gosh, now I just blanked on his name. Uh, Joe Walser, who did the recreation of the DeLorean for the um, that movie Back in Time. So good. Anyway, look up Joe Walser. His okay. work is fantastic. I want to see him make a Batmobile. If they have him okay. production design something, it will be good. That is true. You know, with all this uh, anticipation for a new Batman, I forgot that we're also going to get a new a Batmobile. New Batmobile. I wonder what that is going to look like. I wonder what do you there was time in the nineties when I was reading a lot in that like uh Marv Wolfman era when like yeah. it, it kinda looked very much like just like a Lamborghini. <laughs> like there was a real sports car y looking yeah, one. I like but that. I kinda like that. Maybe I you go cool. maybe you go that way. Maybe you make it less militaristic and a little bit more just like because the one thing I'm really excited to see Pattinson do is the Bruce Wayne. I mean, not just the Batman, but it's like, can you nail the Bruce Wayne? Yes. The, the Batman, yeah, any, he can gain muscle. We have stunt coordinators. He can learn to fight. But, mm-hmm. man, nailing that character of Bruce Wayne, and, like, he's just got that natural... I guess that's why they cast so many... Cosmopolis is what you should watch for that one. Because does he have that, a lot of smarm going on in that? A, like, he's, like, a good-looking, like, swarmy... He's very Bruce Wayne, but in I, a way that, like, you enjoy. And I think that's what everybody's been looking for. Somebody that's a good blend of both. Mm-hmm. Uh, like some people liked at Affleck's Batman because of the suit, and some people mm-hmm. like his Bruce Wayne is it's an older Henri Bruce Wayne. I'm like, okay, I get that one. Christian Bale's it was like more of a Bruce Wine, if Br- you ask me. Bruce Wine, right. yeah. Maggie, I'm just trying to help. <laughs> you know those things. Uh, then George Clooney was just like, no, and Val <laughs> Kilmer was beady eyed Batman. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, guys, um, that was, that was, oh, that was good. I like that. I like that word that came up. I'm Batman. Oh, yeah. Was that Robert Pattinson? No, but it there is some Ryan no, in a, the booth? No, there actually is a clip, an audio oh, clip of him saying that. I'm Batman. From yeah. the Eclipse commentary. Yeah. That's a Twilight movie, guys. Um, uh, the last thing we wanted to say uh, in the world of movie news. Oh, God, we have a couple more things. Shazam? Uh, I think we got a, yeah, Shazam. Uh, the Zachary Levi praises the movie for inclusivity. I don't know that that's really a story. That's just him patting his own film on the back. Yes. Shout out, shout out to Asher Angel too. I did a uh, great interview with him in Salt Lake City at FanX Salt Lake Comic Salt Lake Comic Con. Excuse me. Where can people find that? I will have that up on my. I think it's up on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash jay washington eighty. But yeah, Asher Angel is amazing. Um, Also, Batman Hush trailer is out there. If you haven't seen, this was like one of the more popular recent um, uh, Batman stories. Everybody but the kitchen sink is in it, Um, (laughs) and you will get to see the movie on July 20th probably on DC Universe shortly after that I know the the Batman vs. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was just released digitally <laughs> I keep hearing that's amazing I I'm hear it's so good excited. too but but I, you know I'm a DC Universe subscriber so I got away I know it'll be on there in a couple weeks like that's the thing so I think when it comes out on DVD then I got it, my Jason Fabok, it comes like, out <laughs> have you signed. seen it? I saw it yes but they also have been teasing this for a long time so I actually got the poster at Amazing Comic Con oh, cool. two years ago that was an Eddie Nunez um, Kevin Eastman team up. So it was Kevin Eastman did the Ninja Turtles and Eddie Nunez did Batman. And so I have that poster. It's one of the nice. few that I like framed on uh, the wall. I think so we need good. to uh, get on over to the other time, the other side. Oh, are we not gonna? I think we gotta go. Well, now we're on the other side of things. So that was the TV. That was the movie world, guys. We've forgotten that. We've moved on into this different place. Um, so there was a, a scene from Pennyworth that was out there. But Elena, you're telling me that this scene is no longer available, or no. was not supposed to be out there? Or? No, no. The um, it's two different things. The scene from Pennyworth was officially released. Right. That okay. Is, yeah. So this is. Um, I don't know if we have time to watch it, but they have that Pennyworth scene that was officially released. The mm-hmm. trailer. The reason I'm so excited about Pennyworth is because I personally am a huge Paloma Faith fan. She is probably my favorite singer. She's also just amazing overall. And she, on her personal Instagram, released a scene that is not released anywhere else. A separate scene of her as Bet Skies. And it is so good and so creepy. And who is Bet Skies? Bet Skies is a character that's introduced specifically for Pennyworth. She is going to be a villainous character. She's, she's, we'll just watch the, we'll, we'll play it. 
Can you can we turn it up so you I can hear? Don't it? Think we, we, we can't, can't turn do, it on. Yeah, they were oh, not. So uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but okay, so this is her uh, it's bugging out. Amazing. Yeah, it's only about ten seconds long. So if you have time to watch it, then look yeah. it up and watch it. It's yeah, really some good. of these uh, trailer things, guys, we have a little bit of difficulty like showing you with the audio because of like right stuff and things like that. So you know, it's all there. It's all just one click away. Um, another thing that it's we her voice in it that's so good. We have to talk about. Well, she's a singer, so she's probably got a good one. Yeah. Um, we got an official trailer for Batwoman. Yo, I'm confused about this. Tell me why. why? Because we've already been introduced to her in the crossover. Yeah. And according to this trailer, this is her origin story. Yes. Yeah. I didn't think we were going to do that because normally when we have the backdoor pilots introducing mm-hmm. people in crossovers, we go straight into their series. Um, but look at Arrow. They did all the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be, you're going to see the origin, but it's going to catch up to the present yeah. for sure. Okay. I just, I guess like we for should. For Batwoman, I think they should do an origin though because we've seen the Batman origin story a thousand times. We haven't seen hers as no, much. No, I, she's I, typically no, no, no I, get, I get that. I just, it's just that we've already been, she's been doing this. Yeah. You know, it's according to the crossover, she's been Batwoman. She's been in Gotham and doing this. She's I think it's one of two things. You're either you start it in the present and you you do it like a, an arrow sort of thing, which okay. this is which ostensibly taking arrow. What's that? I hope they don't. That's one way you could do it, or you start back and you just kind of catch her up to the present. I mean, there's a lot of devices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get. I, you know, so, I, I, it's a small thing for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm still going to see it. I love the way Ruby Rose portrayed Kate Kane in the crossover. And this is going to be a character that is LGBT. She is the yes. she is the first openly lesbian superhero with her own lead project. So she has made history already. Played by a non-binary actress. So yep, she like, has made history. Into it. Super into it. Into it. Non-binary actress. Yep. Yes. Non-binary does, actor, I guess you would oh, say. Oh, she does not. Yeah. She, she does doesn't not, identify as male or female. Great. That's great. I identified her as female, but I guess I'd be wrong. <laughs> yeah, she, she huh. came out and said that she was huh. non-binary. That's interesting. That's interesting. Which uh, was kind of alluded to in like previous things, but yeah. it's, yeah, I don't know. I'm just really, really excited about her playing this character. Well... Non-binary, binary, very attractive, very good shape. Very much looking forward to seeing how uh, the first TV bat project gets off uh, off the ground yes. in a long time. Uh, I mean, not counting Gotham. Sorry, guys. It doesn't have bat in the title. No. Shout, also, shout out for Chicago for being the scene for Gotham. They filmed the entire pilot in Chicago. When you see her standing in the teaser, that is the Hancock building in oh, the background. Cool. But are they shooting in Vancouver, though, like all their other shows? I, I think I they so, may right? be. But yeah, yeah, they shot the pilot in Chicago. Wow. Okay, guys. And then just uh, one other thing I really wanted to talk about was uh, there's a new Swamp Thing trailer. Uh, and if you'd like to see our reaction to it, Ryan, how can they see that? Like right after, just click on it. It'll be there. Yeah, we're going to have it up on the uh, the Twitter, the Instagram, and hopefully YouTube. Okay, so definitely on the Twitter and the Instagram. We just, uh, the three of us right here, uh, the West Coast. Uh, JLA. JLA. <laughs> um, we re- reacted to it. So this is an interesting trailer. Kind of sets the tone a little bit. What did you guys think of this trailer? Elena? I really liked it. I mean, I... I don't know why it's a little bit different than the teaser trailers, but... So, yeah, what are you alluding to there? So, their accents went away. Their accents are gone in the trailer. The teaser trailer, when she had this southern accent that a lot of people were hating on, (laughs) that I personally thought was really good, it's not there at all. So, I don't know what that means for the show. I don't know... That is a weird thing, though. Yeah, I mean, just could you put that with all the other things we've heard about this (sighs) production? I I really just want to be just positive. And fewer episodes. Like, I'm like, I just... That was the only thing that made me nervous. Uh, Ivan Soto's asking, do you think they're combining Abby Arcane... And Linda Holland. So I guess Linda Holland was uh, Alec Holland's yeah. wife, right? Yeah. Um, and a lot of times she's in the mythology, but uh, but Abby Arcane is also sort of a love interest as Ooh, well. Just, I thought they were trying to make it just Abby Arcane. I think but, yeah, they're so saying they focus slowly on Abby Arcane. So yeah. I think Ivan. I think the answer to your question is yes. I think Will they are kind have, of combining those yeah, characters. I think it'll have like a little bit of some of the illusions, but it's mostly Abby. Um, for a long time, we've been speculating as to how much of the suit will be practical, how much CGI. Derek Mears, the actor who's going to be wearing the suit of the Swamp Thing. First of all, I love that he's like a huge guy. He's 6'5". Oh, yeah, but a 6'5 yeah. guy in a suit. It's going to be a big, hulking Swamp Thing. Yes. Love the green yes. monsters. <laughs> Can't believe that I get Godzilla and Swamp Thing on the same day. This is yep, and then also good omens. What a yeah. freaking end of May this is. 
Man. Happy birthday to me. Oh, my god. This goodness. is how you kick off the summer season. It's crazy. This is how you Kaiju kick off. That Godzilla movie looks yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, this is probably just going to be a one episode you're going to get because it's DC Universe. They're not going to drop that binge style. Oh, yeah. So can, before we go, can I talk, answer uh, Ivan Soto's question? I mean, that's Ivan Soto. The question is it about Swamp Black, Thing? No, it's about Black wait, wait, Lightning. First, let me just finish okay. this. Just want to say Derek Mears talks about the suit. He says it is the Cadillac of suits and that they were able to actually get it on and off in two hours. The Batmobile suits. Sweet. The Batmobile <laughs> of suits. Uh, and that there will be CG elements to it, but it is mostly practical. And they wanted to make this as practical as possible, which is always a good thing to hear. I'm still holding out hope for this Swamp Thing. <laughs> Guys. Let's pull off a miracle here. Uh, Mr. Washington, what did you want to say? Okay, there? real quick about Black Lightning and the Crisis Poster. He is not, as of right now, within the universe. I have personal inside information that Salima Kill is really pushing against bringing Black Lightning into the Arrowverse, even for the crossover. <clears throat> and so, as of right now, they're trying to, they're do, writing and plotting out season three as just Black Lightning season three. No reference of other Earths, no reference of the Crisis situation, anything. But they've said that from the beginning. Right, he's been saying it, but everybody knew once they started to do Crisis on Infinite Earths Warner Brothers more so CW has been trying to nudge him in because of right. who Jefferson Pierce is and where he would fit in the whole litany of everything so, so they're it, saying bring in Black Lightning and it's a perfect storm there's <laughs> so as of right now he won't be in it uh, I'll know a little bit more within the next month and a half from my inside sources so just stay tuned to me on all the social medias oh yeah well, speaking of those social medias, since you brought it up, Mr. J. Washington, <laughs> where can people find you and talk to you? You can find me Twitter, Instagram, at Mr. J. Washington, M-R-J-A-Y. You should know how to spell Washington. Like I said earlier, my YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash J-A-Y Washington 80. And check out the Mad Titan podcast everywhere you get your podcast from. I get you caught up on everything that's happening in the Marvel and DC live action cinematic universes. It is barbershop talk for nerds. Come on in this conversation. Birthday girl, Elena Jordan. You guys can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan and on Instagram at Elena J. Jordan. And if you want to give me a birthday present, my friend Jessica could use a little help financially. I'm going to post some PayPal and Cash App things in the comments. Her father, unfortunately, passed away and she needs some help getting those ashes back. So help us out with that. Thanks. Um, I'm Adam Gertler. You can find me at Adam Gertler on Twitter and Instagram. Please follow us at DC Movie News Live on Twitter and Instagram. Right, Ryan? We're the same thing on Instagram? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Okay, we'll see you next time on DC Movie News. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.